0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to RTS Masterminds, we're going to talk about several upcoming RTS games today, it's going to be pretty freeform, but what we do here is, well, we two t- are professional game designers, working in this capacity for quite a- quite some time now, quite some titles under our belt, and we basically try to offer our thoughts, criticisms, and hopes and dreams about the RTS genre as a whole. Um, maybe reaching even into wider strategy a little bit. Uh, Brandon, a quick intro from yourself, please.
1: Nice. Thanks. Uh, So, yeah, my name is Brandon Castile. I'm the lead game designer on Tempest Rising and Warpaws. I've been working as a game designer since late 2016. Uh, I've worked on a number of titles. Most of them, uh, unfortunately, haven't come out for various reasons. I worked on Neuroslicers um, with... uh, dream harvest games and a couple of other indie projects uh, as well as uh, consulting on games like crossfire legion and avon colony um so yeah i've been doing this for a little while now this is the first really big project uh, i've worked on and i'm working really hard to try to do my part to to make it better um i'm really happy with Tempest Rising. We recently released our website and we announced that Frank Lepacki is joining our other composers, so we've got I think 5 uh composers on the game now. Um but yeah, big uh big stuff going on for us right now and I'm really proud to be a part of it.
0: Awesome. Well, and it's not so it's not just that. I think it's your time in...
1: to do your intro, right?
0: <laughs> sure, but you also got your modding background and you've got your uh writing background, right? On your on your own blog uh
1: yeah that's true i (laughs) probably should have said something about that yeah um so i'm a sometimes uh competitive commentator on youtube Uh, i haven't done it in a while because i've been so so busy on uh tempest rising hope to pick that up again um at some point but for now it's kind of on hold while i'm while i'm working um but also i've been running the wayward strategy blog since like 2013 or 2014 um and, yeah, again, my volume of output's a little lower uh, lately. But for the moment... Um, yeah, good yeah, stuff.
0: Uh... <laughs> I guess I'll do my intro then. So I'm Balint Martin. I've also been in the games industry for a long time, uh, originally also from a modding background, touching up games like Homeworld 2 and Age of Mythology, ended up actually working on Age of Mythology for its... Uh, DLC and remaster in 2014 uh, with Forgotten Empires and then ended up on Halo Wars 2 at Creative Assembly, uh, working as a designer, Uh, looked into stuff like the AI of it and stuff like that, uh, as well as new units and balancing. Um, And after that, when that project was done, worked a little bit on Warhammer, uh, Total War Warhammer 2 and 3. By a little bit, I mean the better part of six years. <laughs> so that's only where...
1: only a little bit, <laughs> just a little bit.
0: Yeah, I've touched on basically every game area you can come up with that design is involved <laughs> in. So uh, that was pretty interesting. I didn't script very much. Uh, everything else, though. <laughs> um, yeah, and now I'm the lead systems designer on Titan Quest Two, working at Grimlore Games. Um, it's coming out. In the future, uh, we didn't announce the date yet, (laughs) but it's an upcoming ARPG game, much in the style of the first one, but modern. Um, And yeah, outside of business, I also run my own eSports project, uh, where we basically host tournaments for RTS games, uh, Age of Mythology, Halo Wars 2. We also had a little bit of attempts with some other games. Mostly recently, Company of Heroes Free is something yeah, we've looked go? into. Um, it, it went pretty good. It went pretty good. Like across all channels, there were 800 live viewers concurrent. Nice. So, yeah, that's really good. Yeah, there were a lot of collaborating channels that were involved <laughs> in it. So, very happy with how that turned out. And uh, we're going to be looking into doing at least another one of those trial events before we really commit to the game. Uh, and properly support it with regular tournaments but yeah that will take a whole lot of integration with our uh first party website where we do all the hosting <laughs> anyway enough of that uh i also run my own youtube where i ramble about rts games uh game design but mostly commentate matches
1: and you're getting a, a good number of um subscribers there too i think you broke uh 5, this yeah. month didn't you
0: yeah, I did, I did, it's, last month. it's moving along, it's moving along, and uh, nice. yeah, recently also did a very nice interview, I think, with uh, The Great Book of Grudges, um, about my time at Creative Assembly, so feel free to check it out as well, and I guess that's enough shilling, uh, <laughs> as we have been <laughs> so doing anyway, of doing.
1: Any- <laughs> a- anyway, the point is, <laughs> this is a show where... We, as professional game designers, try to talk about the state of the industry and, you know, what our perspectives are on, um, you know, what makes a good RTS and what makes RTS good. Um, so we have a wealth of things to talk about today. Uh, not a lot of structure, unfortunately, but there's just been so much going on in this space that we thought we'd try to kind of cram a bunch of things in together and, and get caught up a little bit.
0: Yeah, see, this is a bonus um, episode of talking about all exactly. the things that we don't have time to individually cover uh, unfortunately both of us very busy as you can imagine uh, based on that list we just gave so um, <laughs> some new upcoming games I've got four tabs open for myself uh, you recommended uh, I believe all of these <laughs> uh, but but if you have any additional ones I think we can go over them. Um, let's start with the last train home game. Uh, which is supposed to come out actually really soon. Uh, November 28th, says the Steam page.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, I actually, um, when I was at PAX East with Tempest Rising, they were called the Untitled uh, or Unannounced Train Project, and they were right at the same booth with us. Um, And I got to try it out there. Um, I imagine it's come a long way since then. (laughs) But uh, yeah, ever since then, I've been pretty excited about it
0: yeah so to those of you who didn't know definitely go and look at the trailer. There's plenty of alpha footage out there as well of the early missions. It's uh, basically a um a sort of fictional version of um of what happened after World War one between uh Russia and the uh Czechoslovak peoples um it it's about the squad trying to get back to uh Czechoslovakia basically uh, from yeah from so it's, Russia it's and... like a
1: it's like a historically based thing it's like it actually happened mm-hmm. right so it's yeah, they're going for a much more
0: there's a little bit of um you know designers freedom to it <laughs> obviously <laughs> yeah it, it is gamified yeah, uh, but it is based around some real events absolutely it's uh set during uh that Civil war that Russia had at the time. And you basically work yourself through that chaos. Um, It's a very small-scale game, actually. So you've got this train with several cars that you have to manage. Uh, You go out into uh, nature and villages to forage for resources as well as trade. Um, And every little bit counts. Whatever you can muster um, probably will get used up. So it's a bit of a... It's almost like... RTS borders on survival
1: management. Yeah, it reminded me a lot of and I don't mean this in a bad way, um because I I don't know if anyone's heard of this. Um but there was a game that came out at the end of 2022 called The Valiant. Um and in some ways Last Train Last Train Home reminds me of The Valiant. Um with it's it's focus on like more historically realistic um setting and like small group um squad management. Uh it also feels a lot like and I think you would you might agree uh either men of war or company of heroes where you've got squads of units um it's certainly more realistic than company of heroes where you're managing actual inventories for your characters with ammunition or uh i think in the i haven't played the next fest version yet but um you were carrying around ammo for your weapons and you were carrying around um like charges for your abilities like the the medic had med kits and he could he could gain additional um like stocks for it um as equipment um and you're dealing with things like firing arcs Uh, That sort of thing that you might be familiar with, with, again, with something like Metaphor or Company of Heroes. But that's not really where it ends, right? Because there's that whole meta layer on top of it where you're managing the train. Um, And I don't know if the NextFest demo has any of that. I haven't, like I said, I haven't had a chance to try it yet.
0: Yeah, but the demo is available right now, so uh, people can go and try it for themselves. Point is, you can upgrade that train and expand it. Uh, So like you said, a metagame layer essentially to it, Uh, from what I've seen in alpha versions, when you traverse the the map in essentially the campaign map, the between mission areas, you can still stop the train, get out, and do stuff. Which is very interesting for exploration, something that isn't really done in RTS games, so uh, a very interesting new element to it. Uh, But, yeah. It is a single-player game, so someone like us, uh, competitive commentators, probably <laughs> aren't the uh, best-suited people to uh, to dive too deep into this. You would think normally, uh, but it's I think the... we can discuss it at least at the surface level, right?
1: Yeah, it's the sort of thing that I like, and one thing that um, I really enjoy uh, in in my games. Um, is an RTS that if it has a meta system, it still respects the actual RTS style of gameplay. Um, with something like what Company Heroes 3 did with their, their very expansive campaign map, uh, I feel like you're at risk of devaluing the kind of the core part of the game, the RTS part of the RTS. Um, and I think that what I'm seeing so far anyway of Last Train Home is it it, it kind of is... Uh, less of like a grand strategy layer, but more of like an RPG mm-hmm. sort of like management layer. And I think that um, has a lot of potential to give us some some interesting interactions in the actual gameplay, um, that it, it's supporting the actual gameplay as opposed to like overwriting it or invalidating it.
0: I tend to agree. Like it actually reminded me a lot of Spellforce's uh, campaign, which is very much based on your hero party uh, roaming the land and uh, improving itself over time. And not not every mission is actual RTS in that game either. Uh, This is a lot like that, but you've got your mobile base, essentially, uh, that you have to utilize to get back to, but you don't actually produce more stuff. You come across things on the map. Um, So it's very discovery-focused, it's very tactics-focused, and not so much your... Harvest, Build, Destroy kind of game.
1: Yeah, and um, using that as a segue, um, one of the other games we've been looking at is the Terminator Dark Fate uh, Defiance, uh, which is also like an RTT yeah. um, experience as opposed to like a more traditional Harvest, Build, Destroy, RTS. So you like that? You like that little that little segue? I did it's beautiful.
0: <laughs> uh, are they our sponsor today? Um, no? Uh, okay, well, they'll be back Anyway, uh, <laughs> Q4 2023 is what the release date date says um, Made and published by Slitherine. Interesting that they would uh, go into development themselves And it's certainly a big IP uh, for them to take on So, cool to see Also has a demo, you can go, go and grab it um, Yeah, you want to give us the top down on what this game is?
1: Um, yeah, so the demo has multiple missions. As of this point, I've only gone through the first one, but this is um, kind of a similar sort of feeling with a much larger scale. So it's, it's a little more abstracted. Um, but this is set not in the traditional like Terminator One, Terminator Two universe, but in like what an offshoot, the uh, the Dark Fate Terminator like Splinter universe. Uh, that was, I don't know if it was like a reboot or retcon or, um, whatever you want to call it, but it's, it's not like the, the traditional mainline, uh, Terminator. So it's set, uh, in a somewhat controversial, um, Terminator universe. And it's also a squad based combat game where you have, um, squads that have, you know, a a handful of individual guys and there's vehicles. Um, firing arcs seem to be very important. You can garrison buildings. Um and the all of your units can have multiple weapons which have independent ammo and fuel. Um, so tanks and vehicles can run out of fuel and you can run out of grenade ammo or you know, mm-hmm. uh missiles or whatever that your your units are firing can actually run out and and restocking is a pretty important part of the game. Yeah. Um your so it's a lot more
0: pretty modular as well. Like you can destroy the guns on tanks specifically for example. Uh, there's also some yep, sta- static defenses like turrets.
1: Um, but yeah, so it's, it's a very tactical experience. It, um, in some ways, reminded me a little bit of um, Broken Arrow or steel division it's a smaller scale than those games you're not you're not zooming out to like miles of terrain but that same sort of ammo and fuel management being really important uh kind of reminded me of playing uh something like broken arrow or um the steel division or wargame games um <clears throat> so yeah it was it was pretty interesting uh you kind of have um not heroes per se, but, like, name characters alongside your your basic squads with your, like, medics and things. Um, they do segments where you take over, you can, like, man a vehicle with one of your squads and then drive the vehicle around. So they've got a lot of, like, flexibility going on in their systems. Um, but people who are coming for that traditional RTS experience um, might be surprised when they <laughs> start playing Dark Fate uh defiance cuz at, at first when they first announced it i don't know how clear they made it that it was that it was a um not really like an rts but more of a tactics game but i think for what it is it's it's got some compelling um stuff going on
0: well i mean tagging already says that it's real time uh tactics but then the description says it's rts so you know it's being interchangeably yeah that's interchangeably. one of
1: those <laughs> one of those like marketing type things where it's um like RTS is just what SE you call football. anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, it's even like Wargame calls itself an RTS. Mm. Um, so it's just like, it shares the camera angle. It shares the idea of controlling units. Uh, so from a marketing perspective, you can say, this is RTS. Uh, and then you've got people like uh, Shiro with uh, Dune Spice Wars saying, okay, you know, this is a, you know, it, we want this to feel like a, a real time grand strategy. So they're they're trying to be a little little bit more precise with it, but I think a lot of, um, you know, marketing departments or, um, people that handle marketing tend to use RTS as kind of a catch mm-hmm. uh, for anything that kind of controls vaguely like, um, an RTS.
0: Yes, like XCOM.
1: People <laughs> <laughs> call um, but, XCOM and RTS people.
0: Uh, joke aside, anyway, uh, <laughs> it's got a very interesting camera angle, by the way, where. Um, I thought it's very top-down, like almost 90 degrees. And it really yeah, threw me it's... off at first when I started watching videos about it. Uh, but the default angle is pretty
1: high, but I, I think you the camera is uh, fairly flexible. Yeah, it's um, super free. It like it... You
0: can go in up close and play it like a classic RTS, right? With, where, where you're a little bit more involved and personal with your units. But <laughs> you can also turn them into ants, so there's that.
1: Yeah, and um, I was trying it out in the demo. I don't think you can get in like Company of Heroes or Iron Harvest close. You're not like super duper no, like, like way up in the in the models and faces. Um, but it's still it's still pretty close up um, compared to something like StarCraft or Age of Empires where you're, even your close zooms are still pretty high up.
0: Yeah. Well, it says there's going to be multiplayer in this one. So I'll be very curious to see more about that. I'm pretty sure that's not in the demo. Uh, but... No,
1: there's a skirmish mode, but there's not hmm. multiplayer in the demo.
0: We'll see. We'll see. We'll get there. Uh, might might play it on my own YouTube channel if I have some time. Um, I'm 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 a little bit interested.
1: Uh, <laughs> like I said, I think big the IP... IP. Yeah, the IP is an interesting one. Um, I don't have strong feelings about it, but I know that there's people with very very strong opinions on Terminator IPs. So. Uh but it's definitely it definitely helps play into recognizability at least. Which is nice. Yeah, so um, we'll put the link
0: for this in the chat as well. But speaking of uh, big IPs, we've got homeworld free as well on the horizon. And that one got delayed a little bit, but it's still coming fairly soon, like February 2024, not that far away. And it's homeworld, so you know, better do it right than not.
1: Uh, and honestly i think um blackbird interactive needs to get a a big win you know they've had some some tough ones out there like crossfire legion um was basically and i honestly i hate to use the term but i feel like it really applies here it was basically stillborn i don't think it ever had more than like 280 something uh players consecutively on at the same time um it it did not perform well it was like surprisingly bad performance given the ip and the like respectableness of the developer it was like a very 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 bad launch for them um yeah and... it's
0: awful when you have to specify the count of <laughs> tens in the in the player numbers so um I, th- I think let's not discuss that further i think blackbird knows just fine <laughs> uh, that homework Free is now their golden goose and they must get this right they had some very sad layoffs, including uh, leads and directors. so even Quinn Duffy, was yeah, laid that
1: off. was that was very surprising to me because Quinn Duffy had been with Relic for like twenty six years or something. Hmm. um and he left specifically to come work on Homeworld Three, I think and to lose him in that. and I, maybe it was just. Um, like he offered to leave because, you know, he was, his salary was worth multiple other employees or something. I, I don't know, it's but possible. I was, I was, surpri- I was surprised to, uh, to see that because he had literally just left within, within the previous 12 months, I think, uh, to join Blackbird because of Homeworld 3. Um, but yeah, very, very sad for, for him. I know him a little bit from, uh, collaborating with Relic, uh, back around the time of like Arden's assault. I did some stuff with them. Um I, I, I didn't spoke work to him when we were them, both I just,
0: at Sega a bit. Uh yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll I'll ask him what's going on. <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> um but yeah, that, that was that was a bummer. Um and of course uh you know, the studio shutdowns with um with Embracer and there was like Epic laying off people. So it's been a bit of a tough time in the industry for everybody yeah and most um, recently
0: creative assembly as well which we might get to but let's talk a little bit about um homeworld free real quick so they had a demo but unfortunately not for this whole steam shenanigan uh very unfortunate <laughs> I would have loved to get my hands on it uh maybe uh,
1: honestly maybe it's just cuz i'm down in the trenches but i feel like every time i'm looking up like pulling my head up there's some new steam event going on cuz um <laughs> i mean tempest rising it was what um August September, we we put out the demo for, um, the strategy fest, and now here we are with another fest, and it's just this, all these big events. All the fest sneaking up on it. Um, October <laughs> fest.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, Homeworld Three is innovating a little bit in the space. Obviously, it's that three D RTS, uh, which was really first, right? I, I I believe Homeworld One was actually the first. Uh, I think so. It was the 3D engine. Is that right?
1: uh I don't know if it was the first to use a 3D engine, but I think it was the first one to have truly three-dimensional gameplay. Mm-hmm. That that like things could literally be physically above and below. Like they, what that. What did they call it? Six six degrees of freedom. I think is what they called it at the time. Mm-hmm. um And it was, if not the first 3D RTS, I don't think it was the first. RTS to use 3D models, but it was certainly the first RTS where you had that sort of directionality um, to the game.
0: Which was awesome at the time already. Now, Homeworld 3 is going to take that a lot further, whereas Homeworld 2 did actually the opposite. It, went, it dialed it back down, because the feedback at the time was yo, this is too complicated, this is too much, I can't <laughs> find my way, uh, even though I... I, I think they did a pretty good job of orienting the camera. But Homeworld 3 is going to actually double down on the direction of Homeworld 1 and add a lot of verticality to the gameplay via giant tr- structures, um, asteroid fields, and whatnot that you'll have to navigate around and through.
1: So that that's always been one of the weaker points to me of space-based games is the lack of any sort of meaningful terrain interaction. Um, you always have pe- people try to have some sort of, of terrain going on but with homeworld 3 it looks like they're really taking it to the next level um we had games like ancient space tried something similar where you're like you had some missions where you're kind of flying like through and around asteroids the problem with ancient space is it was basically like dawn of war or dawn of war 2 um and it just the three the verticality didn't matter it was mostly 2d you were on kind of a flat plane and sometimes your ships could go up or down if they needed needed to to go through or past something but it didn't really matter if they were above or below something it was kind Mm. of like a big just a big flat plane and with um Battlefleet gothic armada 2 i didn't play one but for two uh, they had terrain objects they had things like gas clouds you could hide inside of and um asteroid belts you could crash into or your sh- your shots could like intercept them and 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 be destroyed against them um but it was all kind of like you know here's our big flat map and we're going to put you know here's a little circle of gas here and here's a little arc of it felt very That's artificial it felt very simplistic of. and um,
0: artificial right uh, but <laughs> but but here i guess the artificiality is going to be Double down on even harder because we're talking well, the, about megaliths here. So that's basically, uh, yeah, so the, the mega structures, spaceships. Yeah.
1: The megastructures are very cool. Um, and the other thing is you can use the terrain to your advantage, which is something that's fairly rare in RTS at all, but very, very, very rare in, in space based RTS. So you can hide inside of them. Um, yep. we were shown that, uh, you can hide like behind panels and wings and stuff. Um, you can actually use the debris like the around megastructures it seems like there is going to be a lot of tactical maneuvering about these megastructures um, that I think is going to be really really interesting and I think that that is something that I have personally wanted to see in space-based RTS for a long time because to me terrain um, has a lot of potential to make gameplay a lot more interesting and it's really Really cool to me to see um, that being explored in a really, really real and really complete way, Mm -hmm. I feel like, in Homeworld 3.
0: Yeah, and it's fascinating to have the terrain gameplay taken to the next level in a space game of all things, uh, (laughs) where you'd expect space to be largely empty, right? Uh, But our normal 2D grounded games, they they Don't have much terrain gameplay to them if we're completely honest with ourselves. There, no RTS truly does terrain destruction, uh, deformation or anything like that. It's, it's very few and far in between. Uh, and to see it from a home world is just super cool,
1: yeah. Yeah, so, um, it's, it's fairly rare to see terrain type features being destructible, like in dawn of war two as an example with the the terrain objects like cliffs and stuff you can you can destroy those to be able to path through areas you couldn't with smaller units uh that's fairly rare but to have any sort of real-time terrain deformation or destruction is incredibly rare um you get, i think earth 2150 did that they, they were there a real kitchen sink rts where you could do like <laughs> um you could do like like uh, channels and you could build bridges and hills and stuff. And then you, of, course, of course you've got zero K that, that has the same sort of thing um, where you can actually build like ramps and then use like magnetic weapons to fire units off the ramp and stuff. Um, I actually think in zero K it's fairly common to, um, to hide things inside of like terrain bunkers <laughs> as you just built this like wall around it with, with uh, terrain itself um, to keep it safe so it's it's really rare but but to be able to um have something as cool as like mega structures in a space game and i'm not like really big into space-based rts maybe this sort of thing has been done before um but at the very least for me it's like i can look at this and say oh they've got mega structures oh they're using them in these ways and the other cool thing is um being able to like use the position of you can position your ships in relation to the megastructure so we we, we saw that in one of the videos they put out uh, earlier this year maybe it was even last year where you can select um, like the surface of the ship and pull off to, to show how, how far you want your your ships to be from the megastructure um, I think that'll be really useful for for players for, for positional combat
0: yeah for sure what, what uh, they haven't shown a lot of is is really the factions and the ships that you have in the game. So the demo was fairly basic. You only had a a carrier, which comes with a limited roster of ships that it can produce. Uh, So it basically limited itself to the cruiser scale, which I believe only the uh, opposing faction was able to utilize. Um, And you yourself uh, were able to create frigates, but there was no corvette class at all, so it was just fighters and frigates. Uh, which is is fairly limited compared to the unit rosters of the previous games, but I'm sure they've held back a lot here, so uh, <laughs> it remains to be seen what they do there, and will it be more than two factions this time, and will they be truly asymmetric? That is really big questions that really haven't been answered so far, so that's what I'm really curious about. Um, will the multiplayer be interesting this time around? Because the first two Homeward games were extremely story-focused, and while I love that, uh, Do you think they'll uh, go a different path this time?
1: Um, From my perspective, what they seem to be doing is making a homeworld game for people that love homeworld. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think my gut is telling me that they really want to be strong where they know homeworld is strong. And I think that's the scale. I think that's the story. I think that's the spectacle and the emotion. I think that's where they're going to focus. as much as I want to see interesting multiplayer out of the game, uh, I think that would be more of a byproduct of them making cool units mm-hmm. uh, and doing a good job, you know, out of the gate with, um, or, you know, post-launch with adjusting the parameters. Um,
0: and the maps, of course, like that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll gameplay with, with
0: the Megaliths going to be interesting. We'll hopefully. have to see what
1: they do with that. But... um, yeah, I really feel like they're going to focus primarily on the on the single player, on the story, mm-hmm. on the the core homeworldness of the game. Yeah, um, it, it I, does I don't play think they're trying after, to
0: uh, after the period of game two, and there was this whole mobile game, which honestly hasn't contributed much to lore directly. Um, it did establish a few new ships. It did take you to a different galaxy. So I wonder, I wonder if they'll connect directly to that. And also have you getting outside of the existing Homeworld galaxy, even though it's not terribly explored as it is. So you don't actually have awareness of of the majority of factions in the Homeworld universe. There's a bit of extended universe material which I actually haven't read. So um, there's some stuff in there about like the the Homeworld galaxy's council,
1: uh, but
0: very little is known through the games.
1: Yeah, I don't have a good guess on any of that at this point. Um, so, yeah, I wish I I wish I could say something uh, <laughs> if you're insightful, but I, I'm not sure if they're going to, like, if they treat the Homeworld um, mobile game as like a spinoff or if it's like a, a separate story, if it takes place before or after. I, I haven't heard any of that myself, so.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know much myself, and they, they haven't really been too forthcoming regarding the story. I guess they don't want to spoil anything. Understandable, right? <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, yeah, it makes, it makes a lot of sense to me.
0: But what we do know about the story is that there's going to be all these uh, fancy cinematics with a new art style. And, you know, that Russell's some people's Jimmy's others like it. <laughs> <laughs> They've got uh, Paul Ruske again doing the sound and music. So that's very interesting as well. Um, Obviously, the soundtrack already slaps. Uh, you can go listen to it yourself; it's fantastic for sure. Already, uh, what they've yeah, revealed... not to
1: not to toot my own horn too much, but there, there's a lot of good RTS music coming out. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, honestly, sure. it's I I think it's it's great because um, Frank Lepacki is working with um, Stormgate. He's working with Tempest Rising. Um, we have, like you said, the Homeworld soundtrack. So we've got a lot of good game music out there. And it's, it's really awesome to see that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, once again, you'll have a main protagonist in the story to uh, ground yourself against. And obviously, the beautiful environments and skyboxes that Homeworld is known for with ship destruction. So yeah, that's Homeworld. We have a bunch of other candidates that we could be talking about. For example, zero space. Since we're talking about space, that's a segue. Oh, oh. <laughs> that's a strong
1: one. Um, yeah, so uh, I am really looking forward to talking about zero space. I want to do that. I am running uh, short on time, unfortunately. I have another thing coming up, and I'm I'm sorry um, about All that. All good. So I think <laughs> they, um, I've they got a couple teased. a couple more minutes. I've got a couple more, no, I've got a couple more minutes and I'd like to talk about zero space, but I want to make sure we try to keep it um, to a reason, reasonable length of time. Cool, we do zero um, space so yeah. and we're done. <laughs> um, awesome. So zero space, yeah, kind of, I want to say it came out of nowhere, but I feel like we've been hearing rumblings about the game for a while, kind of on the, the fringes of the internet. Uh, I think think they've been working on it since at least uh, 2021 uh and they came Whoa. out a couple yeah
0: really okay
1: yeah I was actually uh, invited to play test an early build around 2021 or early 2022 um I forget which it's just that whole COVID period is just a big black hole for me mm. it's all like a perpetual present um but yeah, they've been working on it for a good long while, and they came out recently with a Kickstarter, and they raised over six hundred thousand dollars, I think, um, to support the game. Yeah, they that's had a bunch right. of stretch goals. Um, so yeah, what's the the rundown? The four factions at launch, I think, is the plan. Uh, they've got two fully functional. One is just concept art. One is partially functional. Um, they've got the Grell, the Protectorate the Legion. And then they've got the, I forget the fourth one. That's just concept art. They're like liquid metal aliens. Um, And then they've got six sub factions. Um, and a lot of the other stuff that they are talking about is very aggressive, like a, like a really big, like RPG style campaign, romance options. um, I think some sort of persistent gameplay scenario, they've got co-op planned. Um, It it was a long list of of features and stuff. Yeah, they're um...
0: trying to make the kitchen sink game, essentially. um, For Uh, for strategy games. Nobody's ever done anything on this scale. Let's be completely honest about that. Uh, This is (laughs) essentially suggesting to Trump SC2. That's what's happening here.
1: That's actually my biggest concern about the project, is uh, I know they've been working on it for a while. um, And... What they have already done, you can actually see they've they've released several um like 1v1s. Um they've got people like giant Grant games and and um people involved in StarCraft II modding um and commentary. Um, but it's a really big wish list of features that they're trying to deliver to people and extremely man, so.
0: So we're talking about like they're really getting out of the their number skis. of units, right? Uh, you, you said there's four factions, but each of them have 10, u- ten, ten core units uh, along with heroes. And in addition to that, there's uh, six mercenary factions with another four units each. So you're already kind of in, in a space where unit diversity might be a bit of a problem or you might have some role overlaps, which could be fine. Which could be fine, you know, one faction to the next if they have. Uh, each a similar unit that's maybe acceptable at that number. Um, So there's 12 heroes total. Uh, They want to do 1v1 and 3v3 ranked in addition to all this. Then yeah, the Mass Effect campaign, that is probably the hardest part because you have to plan for all sorts of scenarios that can happen due to the players' choices, right? And how is the game going to be different when you Make choice A versus choice B, is it going to be completely branching? Um, that's a bunch of big questions that are very tough to
1: answer and
0: even harder to right. execute. And
1: yeah. Yeah. So that that's my biggest concern. Like it for instance, if Realms of Rowan, which is also coming out in I think November, um, if they had said like, oh, we're gonna do this this campaign, oh, we're gonna do the scenario editor, oh, we're gonna if they had said it two years ago. I'd be just as skeptical about them. What they did though, is they said, here's our campaign. We're releasing in a month. <laughs> um, you know, here's our four factions. We're releasing right now. Here's um, our, our scenario editor. You can see it. Here's our diorama editor. We're going to show you video of it. So it's very different from saying like, we promise we'll do this stuff sometime over the next three years versus what realms of ruin did. And they said, we did this stuff. Here it is. Um, so they have a bit of an uphill battle, I think. Um, yeah, I or... mean,
0: they shot their shot. Now they have to live up to the expe- expe- no. expectation and that that's not going to be simple. It's no very high expectations that they've set. Uh, and you know, I'm, I'm here for it. Let, let's, let's see it happen. Um. Uh, <laughs> what they're offering yeah, on I... a technical level is extremely impressive, by the way, so far. So what, what they have shown is absolutely incredible pathing, um, which the, the likes of which has, haven't been seen ever, uh, including StarCraft II. This is actually supposed to be better pathing, and they showed some examples where it actually did look better.
1: Um, Yeah, and the game looks pretty. Uh, it's Unreal Engine 4, I think. I think they might have plans of going to 5, but I think at the moment it's 4, if I remember correctly. Um, and uh, like you said, the the unit movements seem responsive. Um, they've had, they showed like flocking behaviors with large numbers of units. Uh, they have some unit designs that sound really, really fun. Um, they've released a video of their. One of their newer factions, I think. I think it's called the Legion, but they're kind of styled after the Imperial Guard, and they can sacrifice. They've got like thrall units and then like regular units, and they can sacrifice the thrall units to do other things, like heal heal other allied units and that sort of thing. And they've got a a mega tank that's like the Marv from CNC three, except for you can build multiples of them, and it, it got it has like hard points. Uh, so they uh, they sound like they've got some great systems going on.
0: Yeah, um, and for... from that
1: perspective, I'm I'm absolutely rooting for them. But, Same. I mean, I really feel like they've they've gone very aggressive with the features they're talking about um, way before they have them implemented.
0: Yeah, as for as for core gameplay, uh, they've got the heroes, as we mentioned earlier. Uh, that's not heroes like in Warcraft 3, so you don't really level them. They're just something that uh, kind of hangs out there. Uh, they, they do get a little stronger, but you don't, like, unlock new abilities. You don't manage an inventory, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's very much like uh, just a levelable hero with existing abilities, and there's actually very little creeping going on on the map as well.
1: They do have stuff that's out on the map, though. There yes. are like resource drops for one of their resources, and you send out like special harvester out to to harvest it. Um, and they have a lot of other stuff on the map that you can um, that you can contest. And I, I think there is some sort of like tower or node that you got in Contest. Uh, yeah, I remember right. watching their gameplay videos and there there's a lot of hero fights around them. I don't know if it's, I think it generates experience. You, your faction has experience and mm-hmm. you gain access to like global unlocks, I think, via that experience bar. Yes, there's, there's um,
0: global powers as well.
1: So it's, uh,
0: it's an everything burger of a game.
1: <laughs>
0: very much so. <laughs> It's It's got a little bit of everything, but it doesn't have that uh, whole hero focus. So a hero is a supplementary unit that other uh, core units can fairly easily take care of if they have the numbers. Yeah,
1: I have some concerns about the hero on top of all the other systems. Um, it feels like they have a lot of stuff going on that the player has to pay attention to, and that might be play off in people's favor uh, if you can like be good at the hero and like make up for macro or... good at macro makeup for your hero skills but it seems like it might be throwing a lot of people um it's like your average player
0: but they take away from the economy management so the economy management is extremely simple uh there's automated production to it there is uh not that many workers that you need to make in the first place and a a lot of that like i said is automated so with that uh, all your attention should be for the most part on uh, just the basics of macro and mostly micromanagement moving around the map and fighting.
1: Um, I hate to cut this short. I am very much out of time. I've gone a little over where I should be. Um, That's all good. Thank you very much for talking with me. I hope we can uh, meet up again sometime soon. Um, I know we've gone a little bit over our two week window again maybe we can make it up and do another one next week and try to catch back up with where we're supposed to be
0: yeah sounds good to me so everyone if you'd like to uh, listen to episodes like this without any ads then we have a Patreon where you can support us and get early access to the episodes as well as to our Discord but yeah we we should go <laughs> uh, it's funny because zero space is like Mass Effect Anyway, we're going. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks, everyone.
1: Thanks so much. Catch you next time.